friends we are back with another conversation i need y'all on i need y'all sharing it is time for another conversation the friends will be on shortly and if you can tell from my board i need a drink what are you talking about today samantha i gotta tune in for this conversation we are talking taking l's all right um let me make sure i have this shared um once you guys come in hey keila be sure to share it be sure to comment let us know that you are here thank you so much be sure to comment let us know that you are here welcome 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 today's topic of conversation we're talking about taking l's you can tell from my board here i need a drink Okay, um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, let me share this on my page and then we're gonna go ahead and invite the friends. How are you, Keila? Oh, let me see. All right, let's go ahead and invite the friends in because you know we have an hour with this conversation. Oosh. All right. Yes. Hey, Monica. <laughs> All right. Hey. Hello, friends. <laughs> How are you? You look good. Good. How are you? We're twinning today in the Kingdom Citizens. Let them know. Kingdom Citizens. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, Villard. What it is, what it ain't. Still there, buddy. All my friends. Yes, friends. Nice to meet you guys again. <laughs> so I wasn't here last uh the last um conversation, but he is here um today. So welcome back. Glad to have you on. And then tonight we actually have a special guest. Um, Lafayette was not able to make this conversation. So we have a special guest. We have another friend joining this conversation. Her name is Kiana. So I'm going to add her. Hey, Kiana. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. And look, and look she comes through with the Keto Citizen group, too. Yes. <laughs> Villard is pending. Villard is pending. I know. I, I took the words off. That's all. <laughs> yes, I love to see it. I would definitely drop that link if you want to shop. The link is in the bio so you can grab yourself a Kingdom Citizen tea. But without further ado, friends, on my board is I need a drink, okay? We are talking taking L's. So before we even start, um, she said, keep breezy. <laughs> um, before we even start, I mean, it's literally Saturday. So I guess we can start off with a story. Like, have you taken any L's this week? Anybody, somebody? Have we taken any L's this week? You want to share a story? I got to hop in my arsenal right quick. I got a lot of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Kurt. Okay, so like, I, I don't know. I take like minor L's and like major L's. But even like this morning when I was posting the flyer and I was writing out like the paragraph or what I say when I post the flyer, I literally kept typing and then it will delete. I will type and then it'll delete. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I do it, but I'll highlight the text and then delete the whole thing. I was literally getting so frustrated because I was in a rush. I had to go somewhere. And I'm like, God, today we're talking about L's and look at me taking these 
clothes up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, shoot. Oh, you, you was about to say something, Monica? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I see your mouth kind of curl a little bit on the art? Um, yeah, so uh, so this week has been a very interesting week. As many may know or may not know, I'm a manager at FedEx Ground. So I am a manager with a couple other people. And um, our job is to make sure everybody takes their boxes. I'm pretty sure everybody wants to you know, have boxes delivered to their door. You know, So we as managers, we make sure that the floor is clean, make sure everybody take their boxes, make sure all the routes are covered um as managers and you know we do different things like that but um i guess me i'm one of the youngest managers actually on staff um to those that may know i am 25 years old um 25 years young rather and uh, i am the youngest one on the board okay and uh one thing i've understood was that i know god has me in this place um of management um for a bigger cause you know it's not something that he's just doing just to do because we know god is intentional he don't do things just to do things you know what i'm saying but he always has an intention in everything that he does whether it be small whether it be big i know this is training me up within my leadership uh, capabilities and qualities and characteristics and things of that sort so um so as a manager of course i used to be a driver on that you know at my job and i got a promotion uh four months later and uh, and of course, you know, being that I was a driver before with all the other drivers, now that I have that promotion, now that I'm a manager, um, some of them don't respect me in that regard because they're like, well, you know more than me or I've been here longer than you have. I've been here more years than you have. We know the same amount of things. So how can you um, manage me or how can you be my manager when we know the same things? You know, there's some type of familiarity right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like in those moments in time, how do you handle that situation? And I had a situation this week, actually a couple few days ago, where um, I sent out a mass message from the scanners to all the drivers to make sure, you know, you guys stay safe, you know, make sure you guys drive slow, don't drive too fast because it was raining outside. It was really, you know, crazy up here. And um, I told them, you know, make sure you deliver all your boxes and things of that sort. One of the drivers told me and said, well, you know, right now I'm very uncomfortable. They need, they need, they need to have some type of rain gear for us. And I just, you know, text them back on there and I told them, well, all you need to do is just go to the store and buy a jacket. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard. And next thing you know, he gets to tell me and says, who's this? And I said, this is Velarde. He said, don't address me anymore. You're not my, you're not a manager. You know, and we just went back and forth from there. So he told me that he don't see me as a manager and he don't think I'm a manager. And I just had to tell him straight up, like, listen, I'm still a manager. I'm still your manager at the end of the day. And I deserve that same respect that I show everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So that's actually where I'm at right now with just that driver. Um, and sometimes you got to understand and to know your authority and the power that you have as a person in this position. So if he keeps on coming at me, I shouldn't be barking back at him as if we're both drivers. I have the authority to ride him up and to fire him. You know what I'm saying? So that was, I don't even see that taking an L because I don't take no L's. Yo. I'm a manager, yo. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But that's kind of what happened this week. And um, yeah. Well, oh, it's hard to follow up after that, but 
I am a second grade teacher, and this week has just been very chaotic. Um, I teach e-learning, and I also teach face-to-face, -face, um, and that has just been a battle within itself. Um, but the L that I've been taking recently is just trying to get these second graders uh, focused online. I mean, you have kids in the background that are getting cursed out. You got kids that are just up and around. You got kids walking through, parents walking through with no clothes on. I mean, it's just a lot going on. So. Uh, with that being said, this week I had a class where uh, my normal class, and then we had a substitute next door. The substitute brought her class too early. So now I'm doing simultaneous teaching with a total of 40 kids. Um, so that was absolutely chaotic. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of the platforms that other schools utilize to really facilitate instruction, we don't necessarily have full access to. So I've been coming out of my pocket trying to pay for Nearpod, Boom Cards. Y'all probably don't know what this is, but these are the platforms that teachers have to use to really engage our learners. And it's just been taking L's across the board, but I will say that it's definitely preparing me for something greater. It's teaching me resiliency. It's teaching me all kinds of different things, even my students. Um, so I just want to share that because that's something that's going on in addition to me being back in school full-time for my master's degree. So y'all just pray for me, but it's going and it's going to be all right. <laughs> We don't see for sure because I'm cool. I would love to go back, but you know, <laughs> but it's kind of similar. I actually um, started a long-term substitute position. Not something I signed up for. You have to really have a, a passion for teaching to do it, and this was just kind of something that I just kind of fell into. And I've been doing it since school started in high school for um, performing arts elective classes. And then I will be going into um, an elementary school the week after next. So that's been a real struggle because I never really understood, you know, how teachers did it. Um, and right now, with me having zero training, like getting thrown into this through the um, to the wolves, like the nine weeks coming up and having to. Put grades in, like I, I still have grades in some of my classes in the uh the nine weeks ended like last what Tuesday or Monday. So y'all, you know, pray for me on that as well because not only do I have no teacher training, like I just it was really hard to get all that in. And also like not necessarily at all, but it's more internally, it's more so like I'm battling with myself and not feeling confident in the stuff that I'm doing and like this internal L that I'm telling myself that I'm taking, but it's not necessarily something that I'm taking, like L that I'm taking, it might be God just trying to stretch me, but I feel like I'm lacking confidence in some places where things aren't going as I think they should be going. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I feel like, um, I hear Okay, I had a mute key, I think. Okay, um, so I feel like it's funny because we we met, we said our stories and then we're just like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily an L, um, because we're like kind of seeing it from like a different perspective now. Um, I feel like because we've like matured spiritually, like we're kind of like, okay, this is happening, but I'm not gonna necessarily call it an L. Like maybe God is trying to teach me something. He tried to teach me patience. He's trying to teach me how to deal with people. Um, so kind of with this conversation, I kind of wanted to like 
kind of remember when we wasn't all the way there and then kind of like where, where we're here now too because there might be people where they're just like all right cool y'all got it like that but i mean but like what you're talking about i'll be ready to throw some hands on somebody for real you know so um so i guess we gave our little stories we gave like our weeks like how we um kind of like dealt with taking l's or kind of having trouble within our week um so my next question is a fill in the blank where um, I would ask, like, based off your stories, based off, you know, what you guys mentioned, even from this week, if I were to say you just had a bad day, you went through what you went through, um, you need a dot, 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 fill in the blank. What would you automatically be like, oh, I need a, I need a, what? I need fill in the blank. Well, what I would say is, in those situations, I would need dot, 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 wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is because when I see the word L or taking L's, it's more so taking learning learning experience. You know what I'm saying? Learning experiences. Because honestly, that's what they are. They're learning experiences. Like you're learning something. Like every single day we should be learning something. God does not show us something about ourselves every other week or every other year or every other season that you may say. But it's really every day because we because the bible says we need to die daily you know what i'm saying and also even when it pertains to that it's just really all about learning something new of how we can grow you know what i'm saying how we can grow through these things because you know a lot of times it's so easy to look at these situations and say oh well you know this person did this to me or this person did that to me or this is what i'm going through but then yet again you got to you got to figure out and see like where is the hidden wisdom of what I need to learn through this trial? Because any trial or any L that you want to say, um, there's always hidden wisdom in it. You know what I'm saying? I see trials like a whole bunch of dirt, but then the wisdom is a diamond within that dirt. And it's for us to search out and see what is it that I need to learn um, in these moments, you know, cause like I said, taking L's is just taking learning experiences, you know, um, maybe, you know, with Sam, it's, you know, she was getting frustrated with the typing. Maybe she needs to work on patience or, 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 or forbearance, you know what I'm saying? Or, um, Monica, where you have to work on, well, let me, I'm not saying y'all need to work on, but I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically, but, uh, well, Monica, maybe, um, her stamina or her level of capacity to teach on a greater level, um, with more people. You know what I'm saying? Or Kiana to be stretched into what she can do. You know what I'm saying? It, it's different things that you can learn um, within these hidden, uh, within these L's that we're taking. So I see it as a good thing because a lot of times we don't learn wisdom through good situations. But it's a lot of times it's through the rough, bad days where we can really find God um, of what he's trying to tell us. And Villard, I definitely agree with you. Um, and I'm going to speak on the other side of that, um, where I came from, because I know a lot of people look at that and they're like, well, how did you get there? How did you get that perspective? And I know for me, it wasn't always the case. Um, I'll just start when I graduated from high school, like all my life schooling was just like my goal. Like I was going to make sure that I got straight A's 4.0. Like that was just my goal. Like I had a trajectory of where my life was supposed to go, how things were supposed to basically, you know, fall into place. And let's just say my dream was to go to USF. Um, although that may have been limited, whatever the case is, however you see it, that was my dream. And when I was rejected from that school with a 4.0 grade point average, top of my class, 
you know, I was very much so, you know, what what's going on, God? Like, I've worked all my life for this. Like, and you're telling me that I've been rejected. And all I saw was the rejection. All I saw was the loss of opportunity. That's all I could see. Um, so I'm speaking for those people when you're in a place and you get rejected for something, just know that you may have, it may be delayed, but not necessarily denied. Um, and you have to, you have to look at it from that perspective. Um, and when I began to realize, you know, in that moment, I was like, okay, well, since I didn't get accepted into this school due to my SAT score, because I didn't get accepted into the school, what now? So that's when I started seeking out other forms of comfort because I that pushed me out of my comfort zone. Like if I would have gotten accepted into USF, I would have been good. Life would have kept going on, whatever the case was. But because I wasn't, something had to shift. And the thing is, I was looking for an alternative. I feel like anytime something goes wrong, we look for an alternative, whether it's immediate, whether we wait on it, whether we wait on God, we always look for something else to replace what we lost out on. And in that moment, if I didn't get to you, I said, I was like, okay, so what else? What am I going to do? And instead of me focusing on school, I started focusing on getting to a relationship, focusing on drinking, focusing on smoking, like these things just to make me feel comfortable. And I will say, even though I did those things, it never took away that void. It never made me feel any better. So for those people who are taking those losses and you think, okay, well, let me go get a drink. Let me go out. Let me go to the club. Let me go look for a relationship. Just know that it's so temporary and it will not sustain anything. It will not drive you towards your purpose. It will not make you feel better. It will not put, make you comfortable. And like you said, Villard, those moments are so critical for us because it does teach us how to maneuver, how to be resilient. It builds our character. Um, and th even though you don't see it in the moment, that loss can definitely turn into a win. And now that I look back on it, if God would have allowed me to go to USF when I did, I probably would have dropped out or I probably wouldn't have made it through because my mindset was not on the level that it needed to be for me to succeed. But in the moment, I didn't recognize that. I didn't realize that. So it's important that we trust God's judgment. But the difference between where I am now and where I was then, there was no God for me. I didn't even accept him. I didn't know who he was and I didn't care who he was at the time. But now that I understand who he is and I have that relationship, now I can understand the wisdom behind it. I can look at it from a different angle. I have a different perspective. I reflect in those moments of loss and I try to identify what if God closed this door for me, what door is he about to open? And I think that if we look at it from that perspective, from that angle, it will give us more insight. It will give us more understanding and also more peace to keep pushing forward. That's good. That's good. Good. Um, I think for me, I think for me, I always took my L's personally. And one thing my mom told me is she's like, you always, you, you always have to not take things personal. You have to try your best not to take things personally. And I'm like, but it is personal. Like, don't tell me it's not personal, personal. And it always would be equated to something that I failed at or something that I wasn't enough for or something that, you know, always some type of self like condemnation or, or whatever my ills. But like, like, um, like Monica said, when you get to that point, you start to realize that L's are actually a, a, a bonus because no one, no one got to where they are. If they're like, you know, millionaires or people who have invented stuff. Like if they took one L and stopped, we might not have a traffic light or we might have not have all of these amazing things that God has put us on this earth to do. And like, well, I said, we don't learn from our successes. Like, we almost kind of, I mean, I won't say we never learn, but we almost kind of get this like, <laughs> yeah, like I did that. You know what I mean? But when we fail, it's like only God brought me from that. Like only God could have brought me back from this L. And I think, you know, in order to get to a better place, I had to be like, okay, 
um, you know, somebody walked away. I took an L, like that's my loss. Like I'm just so heartbroken, I'm so down and out. You know, like it was something I did, it was my fault. But it's at the same time, you dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? Like God was doing that in a positive light. God was removing something from your life that wasn't good for you. And that's just one example or all the things that I kind of took personally and said like, oh, you know, I'm taking an L and it's because of me or something that I did. But you really have to realize that God never takes something from us or removes something from us or or allows us not to be a part of anything anymore if he's not going to replace it with something that he desires for us to have. That's that's always going to be the case. Um, so your, your L's are, like he said, lessons in their learning experiences and there's something that are going to get you to another place that's the more suitable place that God has for you until you keep going from glory to glory to glory. So can I say one thing? Can I say something? Mm-hmm. I believe now that we're talking about this, we're, we're now really trying to talk about it, is trials. You know what I'm saying? Trials and the suffering that we may go through on the day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Because um, say, because for instance, while she was talking, um, I thought of something where she said, you know, you don't learn from your success. And that's very true. And you also, because what, what, what it really is, is that you don't learn from your successes, but your successes are, learn, are, are achievements that you've learned. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all understand what I'm saying, but I kind of had a word in a certain way, but I I said, you don't learn from your successes, but your successes are achievements that you learned. You know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, when we look at life, you know, in a way of, you know, not demonizing trials or demonizing, you know, bad experiences that we may go through on a day-to-day basis, because not every day is going to be a good day. Not every day is going to be a great day. But I remember Joyce Meyer says something like this. She said, you know, your best, you know, it's better to have, uh, uh, it's better to have a bad day with God than a good day without God. You know what I'm saying? Those are one of your best days when you have a bad day with God. It's better to have a bad day with God than a good day without him. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, without God, you will not make it. You need to have God in every area of your life and see the way he sees in his perspective, in his perspective, in your life in order to be able to see um, the hidden wisdom that, that, you know, the trials may, you know, come at you for and everything like that. So it's really important to see things the way God sees it and to see life in his perspective. Because if you see life and view life in your perspective, you're beginning, you're going to begin to um, get offended, you know, by a lot of the stuff that comes your way. And when people start to get offended, you know, they start losing the faith. They start going back to, you know, being an atheist or being a Muslim or go back to drinking and partying and smoking because, you know what I'm saying, they they, they, they get offended um, by either, you know, um, the, you know, like Monica said, the rejection, um, you know, the lost opportunities or you was not able to get this job or this and that and this and that. And we have to begin to thank God for closed doors because you did not know because you may not know that, you know, if you would have went through this door, you would not have the opportunities as the door that God would give you. You know what I'm saying? So it's really important to see life and view life within his perspectives, because now we will be able to see, um, you know, the hidden wisdom and things of that sort uh, that is buried in these trials that we face. That's good. Um, 
because when you said about like we start we start to take offense to it which is so true because then it's just like all right why am i being singled out like why why all these bad things always happen to me like why i can never win why i can never this why i'm always taking l's right and it's just like with a different perspective you're like okay what is god trying to show me what is god trying to do here um and i guess for me to answer the question um i i don't think monica you didn't i need a, you didn't answer you didn't fill in the blank and key too <laughs> I need um <laughs> to look for God's hand in it. That's what I need to do. That's not what I always did, but that's what I need to do. That's what I need. Can you rephrase the statement again? So um after like so basically it was a fill in the blank. I need dot 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 dot. After you didn't have a bad day, you did this through some trouble, you took some L's. Get in my word. Because quite honestly, the last thing we want to do is get in our word. And in the moments when that's the last thing that I want to do, that's what I know I need to be doing. Because when I'm not, I can sit on Netflix and watch. 18 episodes of Sister Sister. You know what I mean? I'll do everything other than be searching for God's answer to my issue that I'm having at the very moment. And I and I do that. It's even recently, you know, I've done that. I've had a bad day and it's just like, okay, well, I don't even feel like talking to God about it because he's just going to tell me the same stuff over and over again. I'm here for you. Like, don't worry about it. And like, just being real, our flesh, we don't always want to hear that. We don't always want to hear God's truth. And that's that may sound like, oh, I should say that, but like it's true. Sometimes we don't, even though God's truths are what bring us through and what get us through like the, the really hard times and, and what we need. Sometimes it's just like, I want to be a human and I want to talk about it. I want to complain and I want to, you know, I want to sit in my upsetness, if that's even a word. But for real though, I, I have to get in my word because what people don't understand about the the word of God is it's it's a lot. And the, the second you crack it open, you're going to get a response from God because you don't even have to go to him and be like, God, I'm having a bad day. He already knows what's going on. And a lot of times he will deliver you exactly what you needed to hear. And you're going to be like, wow, that was in the Bible. Like that, that was the very, very thing that I needed to hear. So yes, like I would definitely say I need to get in my word because if I start doing anything else, then I, that's an idle mind. And now I'm going to start thinking, well, well, I could have did this and, and my day was bad because of this. And like, your mind just goes everywhere it doesn't need to be. So just put it on the things of, of God and, you know, keep it moving. That's so good. That is so good. I say that because there have been times, even recently, where I'd be going, where I've gone, where I'm going through something, and God will literally that Bible app, man, it'll pop up so fast, and I'll just like ignore it because I know that I don't want to necessarily hear it in that moment because it's not going to fix my situation instantly, and that's why we have to understand that everything's not going to just be immediate. You're not going to always get an immediate like a fix. You know, some things you're gonna have to go through, some things you're gonna have to really feel, um, and even though that. 
that loss may feel painful, stressful, it's what you allow it to feel. Um, because if you allow God to have his hand in it, you allow God to really guide you through it. You won't necessarily have those same feelings. Um, I was on Instagram and I paid, I made a post about just having a positive perspective and, you know, how, you know, this 2020 went from the worst year to the most progressive. And somebody inboxed me and they were like, well, how did your perspective change? Like, cause I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm having a hard time this year. Like, it's just like back to back to back. The devil just keep coming after me. This keeps happening. Like, how are you so positive? And I'll tell you, it comes simply from seeking God's face. Like, where is your hand in all of this? And although there's days where I don't want to hear it, at the end of the day, the way that I'm able to move forward is by seeking God. Just like you said, going to his word, talking to him. Sometimes the I need a drink is replaced with I need a conversation. God, I just need to talk to you. I just need to let this out. Um, So I think it's okay to be vulnerable. If you know you're frustrated, you angry, let God know. Hey, he already knows anyway. But if you feel like you need to let it out just to release it, Sometimes release is necessary, but it's how you go about it. If you just go release your anger, you talking to somebody else that's angry too. Guess what? Y'all probably not going to get nowhere. But at least if you give it to God, at least from that point forward, he can take you where you need to go in the direction that you need to go with the perspective that you need in order to be successful. So that was a good question that somebody asked me in my Instagram. And it really made me reflect, like, how did I get so positive? How did my perspective change? Because all help quite frankly, has been breaking loose. But the fact of the matter is the fact that I can still stand, I can still smile, I'm still glowing. That's nothing to do with Monica. That's everything to do with God and seeking his face. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so, okay, I guess for me to answer, okay, obviously on the board, but, um, and I want to share a story with that, but I guess my, okay, my natural response, like the natural response, the fleshy response, like when things are just like, it's been a long day, I'm like, need a drink and i have a story with that um it was like 2018 and i remember i was doing a training for this job it was like this little job or whatever and i was doing a training for it and you have to pass the training you have to pass this test um in order to like um be solidified like to ha have the permanent position and so um i remember like i i know i'm like i know this stuff like even the 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 girl that was in charge like i'm like you know i know this stuff and for some reason like i just kept barely passing it and so she would try, like, she kept trying to give me chances, but there was only so many chances she could give me. And I remember, like, it's whatever. Like, I was like, because before I was like, before I took the test, I was like, God, if it's you, you want me to pass. If it's not you, I'm not going to pass. And so, like, I didn't pass. And I was just like, so she had to give me the little talk and was just like, you know, we can't keep you whatever the case is. And I was like, all right, that's straight. Like, God, you know, I already prayed, so it's whatever. And the, like, I thought before, like, the way Samantha would have handled it before, like, I would have, like, started crying, but I didn't cry. So we were driving my car and I was like, I need a drink. And so I was like, let me call. I need to go out or something. And I started calling people and literally the Holy Spirit convicted me was just like, no, you need to go home, go pray. And I'm like, so I started calling people and they did not answer. I said, oh, I said, okay, God, I guess I'm gonna just go ahead and be obedient. And I just continued driving home and I started to journal. I started to pray and I felt so, so much better. Right. And so like, it's like the natural response is like, I want to like, Okay, because this is what I see people do. Okay, they go out, they do something, they have a bad day. This is what we see on TV, right? After the nine to five job, they go to the bar or something like that. Or, you know, they let it off. They go out with colleagues, right? So this is what, in my mind, this is what was normalized. This is what you do after you had a bad day. This is what you do after you had a bad time or you or something didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Um, and so, like, recently, recently I had a friend and she was just like, felt like she was taking so many L's. And she was just, I need to go out. I just need to do something. And I was like, you need a drink? 
And I was like, I, for some reason, I thought you were going to come and you are going to say that. And then she was just like, so like, yeah, like, let's just go out, whatever the case is. And I was like, no, like, journal. And she was looking at me like, what? And I'm like, trust me, like, it'll make you feel better. And so, um, so she did it. And she came back and she was like, like, thank you. Like, and the reason why, and then I guess my second, because the first one was I need a drink. But then the second one is I need perspective. Like lately, like that's like, that's been, that's been my mindset where it's just like, okay, God, this isn't happening. Give me perspective on it. And so that's what I wanted her to get. Like, where it's just like, I, I know that this is, this is somewhat of a natural response for us to like, okay, let's just go out. Let's just do something. Let's be social. Let's, let's go to, to dinner. Let's do this. But it's just like, but then we're not getting perspective on why this happened, why this took place. I mean, so that's why I resorted her to journaling. So these are things, I think these are um like practical. Cause I could have said, go pray. And I know, like, for me, like, growing up in the church, like, that was what they taught us to do, like, go pray. And it's like, okay, but being someone who didn't really understand what a true relationship was with, a, a true relationship was with God, like, that wasn't something I'm like, does God even care about this? Like, or does he want to hear about this? Or maybe it was something that I knew I shouldn't have done. And now it, it came to, and bit me in the butt or whatever. And it's just like, I don't think I want to hear about this. Um, but like, so before it was just like, go pray about it. But me giving her that practical step of go journal, it did something different. And she ended up going to pray. She ended up going and finding a sermon and watching the sermon. So just me saying go journal, it turned all into this. So she went to God, she, she cried before God and things like that. So I feel like sometimes like we, we, we send people or we tell them like go pray and they don't really know what to do with that. <clears throat> sorry um but i think something practical is like go journal so maybe you say i need a journal i need my journal maybe you like to draw maybe you like to color your coloring book like whatever is going to just get you to like kind of like i guess release it but in a healthy way you know because like what monica was saying like we go to these alternative things drinking smoking or whatever the case is and all it's doing is suppressing that feeling right all it's doing is suppressing it and you still got to deal with it yep I agree with that. Um, and I was going to get to that point too, suppressing it. All those practices that we're talking about are suppressing. You're never getting to the root of the issue. You're never getting to the root of your mindset and how you are, you know, basically looking at the broader perspective or the broader um, picture and the journaling. I love that because it forces you to reflect. It forces you to really sit down. What happened? Was it worth me getting upset about? Um, and also journaling, another great thing to do that I try to do as frequently as possible is write what you're thankful for. You know what I mean? Like we could complain all day. Doom, 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 this is going wrong. This is going wrong. This is going wrong. But what's going right? What is God doing in your life? And then you begin to realize that some of those things is going wrong. It connects to what's going right. Like, you know, like even when in regard to my position, like as being a teacher, um, two years ago, I was in a place where I, I had this job. I could not pass the teacher certification test, not because I wasn't qualified or whatever the case was. It's a lot of think uh variables that go into that but besides the point was i couldn't pass it and you know i would get so frustrated like god why would you make me go through all this like i finally got into yourself i finished my degree i did everything i'm supposed to do i'm actually teaching like you put me here and now i can't pass the test so you're just gonna take me out and i remember having conversations with sam like just frustration pure frustration like why would he do this to me why would he continue to let me take this loss you know what i mean i've been obedient i'm doing what you're telling me to do i'm already stressed out like why won't you allow me to pass this test? And literally, as soon as I gave it to God, as soon as I just released it, I started journaling about it. I started reflecting. 
I passed it with flying colors. And the thing about it is the difference between the time that I was doing it, I was doing it my own way. But the last time when I gave it to God, he literally gave me a different study material, something I had never seen before, something that nobody had ever recommended. And it was like, it was just in his timing. And we got to re recognize that some of the things that's going wrong, it's not a loss. It's just not in God's timing yet. It's not for you yet. You got to wait a little bit. It's like a child. Like, yeah, you can have this candy, but you need to eat first. Like God needs to feed you some things first. He needs to do some things in your life first. But if you're only expecting a quick, um, okay, now you got it. Now you got it. When are we ever going to appreciate God's hand in our life? We never will because it's so immediate. God doesn't work like that. He wants us to see him. He wants to get the glory in everything that he's doing. But if we don't acknowledge him in those ways and we just want to get frustrated when things don't work, guess what he's going to say? Well, I'm not going to give it to you. Like, I'm not going to grant that to you because now you feel like you are responsible for the blessing. You are responsible for it all. But we got to take a step back. And I know now looking back at it, God, I thank you for every time that I felt that test, because now that I'm going into the leadership role or a future administrator, now I can look from a teacher perspective and say, well, I've been there. So I have empathy for you. I understand. I understand what you're going through. But just remember that if what is for you, it is for you. And anytime that somebody's going through something, they're explaining a loss to me. I try to tell them, listen, it may not look ideal in this moment, but try to find what's best for you. Like my friend, she's going through a breakup right now. And I said, listen, girl, I know what that feels like. I've been there. And in that moment, I didn't want to hear what nobody had to say, but that was the best thing that could have happened to me. In that moment, I didn't realize that. But God began to do things in my life. He began to show me who I am. He began to show me who he was. And he began to show me that love that I was seeking. But it was way greater than I could possibly imagine. So we got to really look at things from a different perspective. And journaling, all those different things, it allows us to reflect. So don't just try to suppress it. Because like I said, that's temporary and it's not going to last. But if you take that moment, take that moment, you take that time to really think about why am I thinking this way? What is causing me to have this attitude? What is causing me to have this demeanor? And then you go forward from there. God will really shape and mold you. And then you'll just see yourself just literally just catapulting. Like he's going to keep allowing you to rise because now you are giving him, you're acknowledging him for everything that he's doing in your life. Right. That's so awesome. Sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, now I was going to say like, um, and then just these, these things that we go to, these alternatives that we go to to suppress these feelings, um, I, I feel like a lot of times the reason why people even become addicts and they become addicted is because they it's always something, right? And then they find an excuse to, well, I had a bad day, I had a this, or this happened to me, this this person, he, he cut me off in traffic, and it's always something, an excuse to go back to this thing, to suppress this thing, to, oh, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel this, I don't want to feel that. And what, and you know, obviously, like, we're, you know, we're Christians, and we're trying to not sin, we're trying to be Christ-like, what happens? this things lead start le leading to sin because now what then you're gonna start cussing because you're 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 building this anger because you never dealt with it all it all you did was suppress it go ahead Keith. Mm. no i was just gonna say about the suppression not only does it suppress like all of these things that we run to not only does it suppress reality and you're gonna have to come back to that reality once the high is gone or once whatever is gone, it almost makes you feel worse. Like oftentimes you end up feeling worse. It's like, okay, now I had a bad day. So I got blacked out drunk. Now I have a mean hangover and I feel even worse about myself because, you know, uh, alcohol can be depressive or, you know, you run to this person that you've been talking to and now, you know, you don't invite him over. And now you feel bad. Now you feel bad about myself. Like, wow, I just, you know, you know what I mean? It's everything that we run to that's fleeting and suppressive 
it almost not only suppresses your emotions and it gives you like this second of false high, it's going to leave you feeling worse in, yeah. in a lot of times. And also, Monica, what you were talking about, perspective, perspective is so important and it's just like perspective is everything because you can literally look at a situation and see the worst part about it and that will determine your mood that will determine how you see it and a lot of times like people will be like bro she just so unnecessarily like positive about stuff like come on bro but I'll, I'll look at like what's an example like, oh, um, I got a flat tire and now I'm late to work. Well, a semi could have hit me on my way to work. And God, he, he protected me from that semi hitting me. Like, I'm always going to look at it and be like, okay, what's the silver lining? Yeah. That could have not been the case. A semi could have very well not been about to hit me if I had gone to this place at this time. But what I do know, God has a track record of being a master orchestrator and protecting us from things that we don't even realize that he's protecting us from. And it, and it just all depends on how you look at the situation is, is what's gonna determine the trajectory of your life. Because honestly, there are so many people in this world who walk around with a, a negative perspective, looking at everything that happens as if it's something bad or as if it's something that someone did to them. Oh, my life was like this. My whatever looks like this because of this person did this to me. No, like how can I? Okay, that that relationship ended. All right, I can have a chip on my shoulder and I can be bitter and I can be upset and I can blame everything on them, even though we don't been broke up or been separated. Or I can be like, you know what? I I had a part in it. Now it's my time to heal. God help me heal. Like what can I do to get past that? What can I do? to make sure I'm being a good person for you. I'm being a light in the kingdom and not like, oh, everything is so negative about everything that I'm going on. And it's, it's almost like a slap in the face of God. It's like, okay, the the man that you were going to marry was going to be abusing you. And you're, oh, you're complaining that you don't have a man right now when I just saved you from a, a life. You know what I mean? Like you have to, it's very, very, very important to look beyond right now. Because every all the L's that we take are just a moment, and they are here one second and gone the next. And, and, and it's just very important to see L's for what they are. They're um, their lessons, their learning experiences, and they're a quick second. But if you choose to dwell on it, if you choose to harbor on it and sit in it and sit in it and sit in it, then that's on you. And I think one of the things that I want to like talk about or that has been on my heart is like depression. And mind you, I have experienced depression. I've experienced anxiety. I've seen a therapist, the whole nine yards. I think it's very important. And I think mental health is very real. Do not get me wrong. Please do not think that I don't understand that it's real. But I also have realized that a lot of us, we take L's and then we, we it's almost like, our depression is like our crutch and it's our prize. It's like, oh, I'm depressed and I experience anxiety. And it's like, that's something that we identify with other people with. And it's like, as long as I'm depressed, like something's wrong with me and I have, or like I have people to, you know, whatever. And I don't want people to think that I'm discounting. I want to clear the record on that. But I'm only speaking on it because I did it. I would literally be like, okay, I'm depressed. Let me go listen to some sad music. 
Let me go think about other things that make me depressed. Let me go, you know, do whatever that I know that is going to make me feel even more depressed. Because as long as I'm depressed, I'm comfortable. Because if I'm happy, that means, oh, well, something else is going to, bad is going to happen to me. So I might as well stay depressed as long as I can. You know what I mean? I, I feel like sometimes we welcome that in instead of being like, you know what? I'm not going to be depressed today. I'm going to look at everything in my life as if everything is perfect and as if there's a silver lining in every single thing that I'm going through. And no, it's not easy. It's very difficult to do that. That is, that is a very hard thing to do. But you will realize that your life will look so much different because you chose to have a better perspective on the things in your life. And that's simply what you were just saying. That's the difference between happiness and joy as well. How we view things, you know, that joy is eternal. When those certain situations come, those losses, they're necessary. They're going to happen. It's inevitable. So it's now, what are you going to do with that loss? How are you going to look at it? Like you said, and I was, I was in a very harsh state of depression as well, but it's, it's a mindset. You know, these issues that we face, if we keep suppressing them long enough, our issues are going to keep piling up as well. And we'll just continue to not, we'll keep avoiding them and avoiding them and avoiding them until now we can't even recognize our, ourselves. Like, if you looked at me two years ago, you probably look at me like, who is this girl? Like, I'm not the same person. Like, I'm totally different because I'm renewed. I'm refreshed. I've been restored. But the way that Monica was looking at things and viewing things and internalizing things, it caused me to be completely different than who God called me to be. I mean, I was overweight and I'm saying there's, you know, but I battled with it. I battled with it because I resorted to food. I resorted to smoking, which makes you eat a lot. Like I resorted to these things that just really was not of God. And it was because I was allowing those issues to pile up. So when I was, when I got broken up with all of that stuff, I started seeking validation. So that was one issue there. And that's a problem within itself because now there's nothing that God tells me that I believe. I seek out for everybody else to tell me who I am. So you mean to tell me I'm going to believe somebody else that's in this earth other than the one who created it? That doesn't make sense to me. But back then, that's what happened. I was sitting there in a dark room, depressed. I didn't want no light because I knew at least if I had light, it would just make me have to get up out the bed. It would make me have to have a positive attitude. I didn't want that. I want to be shut out. I didn't want nobody coming in my room. I didn't want nobody talking to me. My phone, it's on mute. It's off. I don't want to hear from nobody. And I think it's important to have that conversation about isolation as well, because sometimes people need a drink, but some people need isolation. They say, well, I just need to go be by myself. But that's not always best. If God didn't put you in a season of isolation for something that you need to really mold and shape you, you don't need to speak that for yourself because kingdom citizens being around kingdom citizens is so necessary and i took myself out the church i took myself out around from around these people and because of that the enemy had full access because all that he had to do was literally just continue to whisper the lies that he'd been saying but now it was more clear for me to hear from him than it was for me to hear from god so it's important that when we have these losses that are necessary we look at it from a perspective of like you said that silver lining that it can still go great it can still turn into that win like God still has his hand in it because if not, it will lead to a depression. Like even to this day, sometimes I face and I struggle with anxiety. Like if a lot of things are just going on all at once, it's hard for me to like process it all. And, and it really requires me to say, God, okay, 
restore me. God, restore my mind. God, calm me down. Give me peace. Like, And those are the things that I can recognize now. But imagine if I could not recognize those moments, would I be able to truly move forward? No, because I wouldn't be operating under God's wings. And I think that's what's important. We have to allow God to really be there. And like Sam said, it's easy to say pray, but you do need those tangible opportunities. Sometimes I have to just go for a walk. And sometimes I just have to leave my classroom on my break and just get out of it. Just go walk away. Sometimes I just have to go sit down and write. Sometimes I just have to sit down and cry. Sometimes I just got to make that release. And I think it's okay to have that conversation. I know parents like to tell their little boys, shut up, stop crying. You be grown. Like, no, that's the worst thing that you can do to a child. Let them have those emotions, just like you should be able to have those emotions. At the end of the day, it's what we do with it. It's how we go about it, but it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to be angry, but give it to God. Like, like we were just saying. So that was good, King. Yeah. Um, even something practical, like what you said about the yelling thing, listen, or like the crying, listen, <laughs> um, like last year I found myself, like it was just so much going on, overwhelmed. I literally had to just go in the closet and literally just cry. And then I'm like, all right, Samantha, let's, let's, you know, let's go. And I even found that like, I took my phone and I just started recording and I just like, started like talking, but basically it was just like me talking to God, but I just had to see myself like, you know, and it was just like a reminder of like, look at who you are. Like you understand that, you know what you're called to. You understand that there's going to be like trials, there's going to be tribulations, but God already said that you're an overcomer. Right. And so it's just like, don't let the enemy, because what the enemy will do, like he'll really have you like, I'll be taunting you like, okay, do this, do that, you know, spaz out, do this, whatever the case is, God's feeling you, whatever the case. And it's just, I had to like literally take my phone and be like, okay, God, help me, like, you know, like talking to God, but looking at myself so I could see myself, see how I'm crying, see how I'm releasing, and I just had so much peace just doing that as well. Um, So, like, find, like, like literally there's so many different things you can do, and even that was prayer, you know what I mean? Like, that that's not a traditional, like, you know, um, you know, going at your bedside prayer, but it's like, that's still prayer, that's still communicating to God, because you're letting him know, look, God, like, this is heavy on me. Like I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like this is not going right. What, you know, what's going on? Like just releasing that. I'm telling you like the peace that will come over you. Like you'd be like, wow. Like, did I really was just crying? Like God, wow. Thank you. Like it's, it's, it's true. It's real. Um, and then you were mentioning about like, I wrote down like throwing tantrums. I don't know if you, you use that term, but like, you know, just like, you know, you're a teacher and, you know, I was teaching kids and you know sometimes when like kids will like throw tantrums and they don't because they they don't have that um they don't have that maturity to understand what's being done and why you had to do what you had to do and it wasn't coming from a malicious place it was coming from love but they didn't understand it and then they start throwing these tantrums right and it's like it's like because I need you to do this first. It's not that you're not going to get it. But when you start throwing tantrums, what I'm going to do is withhold what I'm trying to give you because you haven't learned yet. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So a lot of times, I don't know, I just feel this heavy that whoever's listening is just like, you keep throwing these tantrums. It's like, why everybody, why is everybody always against me? Why am I always getting attacked? Why am I always this? Why am I always that? And God's like, until you learn why that happened, I'm not going to give you what what's, what's due to you, right? Because he's holding it from us because we're not learning. We haven't learned it. Just like a child who throws a tantrum, and give it to you because you're throwing a tantrum and you're gonna think throwing tantrums is okay and it's not yep 
you'll realize that the same loss that you're taking as a loss will continue to repeat. Like you said, you'll just keep seeing it over and over again. You get into that relationship, you're going to get broken up with it again, or it's just going to end again. It's just going to keep happening. It's a cycle. And that's generational curses. Like it just continues to happen again and again and again until you learn that lesson. Even within my family, there's some things that I just see within like each generation it is continuing. And I want to be that person. God is calling me to be that person to break that cycle. But it takes that level of maturity. It takes that level of reflection. It takes that level of perspective. It takes that level of stepping outside of it and looking at it from a broader perspective in a broader light. Like this is not okay. This is affecting me. Mama, you still broken. You still hurting. That's affected me. And, and as she's seeing how I'm growing, guess what? She is too. And it's a beautiful thing how that reflection, how, how your shift, how your trajectory, how your life can really shape and mold the people around you. Um, we, we've been talking about this perspective. We've been talking about what you need. We've been talking about these losses, but guess what? The way that you go about and you look at it, we are all leaders in some sort, some capacity. Somebody looks up to you. It doesn't matter who you are, what stature you have. Somebody is looking up to you. So if you always have a negative perspective, guess what? They will automatically internalize that because they're looking up to who you are. Even my family members, like when I was depressed, guess what? A lot of my family was depressed too, because I got it from them. And as I started to seek joy and find joy through God, guess what? My whole family is starting to shift. They're starting to change. Conversations are starting to happen. We're able to be very vulnerable with each other. We're able to talk about how we're feeling. And that's where growth happens. That's where healing comes from. You know, people say they want to be healed. They want to be made new. Well, if you want to be healed and you want to be made new, you got to be open. You got to be willing to try something different. You got to be willing to have another mindset. You have to be willing to take on something else, the mind of Christ. And even though it may be uncomfortable in the beginning, even though it may be uncomfortable during the journey, continue, keep going, keep going with the fight because it's going to be worth it. Just like right now, God's been giving me dreams and visions of where he's about to take me. And you know what? In the moment right now, if I was just looking at things from what they are, I would never be able to reach the dreams that he's showing me. But the thing about it is because he's showing me the dreams, because he's giving me the vision, because he's giving me the perspective, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be everything that God called me to be because I'm looking at it from a broader perspective. I know that God is calling me to be more than just a teacher. I, he's going to have me leading the nations. Like I can see it now. But if I look at my situations in the way that I is right now, if I'm looking at, okay, well, they put all these kids in my class. Or if I'm looking at it, well, now I'm in school and this is going on. If I'm looking at it, I got all these things going on. My family, this is going on. Guess what? Nothing's ever going to change. But if I have the perspective that God will, God can, and God is already doing, I know that everything is already worked out for my good. And scripture tells us that when we talk about going into the word, that's what we go into the word for, for that rejuvenation, for us to really feel God. If you feel like you ain't feeling him or you never felt him before, listen, if you do everything that we're talking about in conjunction, you do those practical steps, you're journaling, you're praying, you're seeking God's face, you're reading his word. Guess what? You will feel him in such a mighty way. Even in those moments, moments where you feel rejected, even in those moments where you feel lost, even in those moments when you're feeling anxiety or depressed, God will show up in ways that you have never experienced him before. And I speak so passionately about this because I just continue to think about the old Monica, the old Monica that used to be down and out, the old Monica that had no, no clue of what God had for her, no clue of a sense of self, no clue of who I already was because God, that's who God created me to be. But standing in the light of who I am today, I have no choice but to speak life into others. 
others because that's what God, he allowed somebody to do that to me. So just know that no matter what your situation is, losses are necessary. They are going to happen, but don't dwell on them. Like Kiana said, don't dwell on them. Keep moving forward. Keep pressing on. My pastor, he loves to say, keep pressing. That's been his fight, like literally for three years now. Keep pressing. And that's the thing about this journey with Christ. It ain't going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall short. You're going to fall down, but get back up. Keep going. And it's going to be worth it. I promise you. That's Amen. good. <laughs> That's real good. Real good, Papa. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Listen, what's going on? Child, the enemy that made me real. Um, they be real. They be so ready. Um, but that's so good. Um, I had a point, but then I got sidetracked just currently. But um, talking about you talking about like generational like. Um, curse breakers, um, or being that person in your family, and understand. I, okay, this is what I was gonna talk. This is what I was gonna say. Um, I feel like people like they watch, and even like sometimes like they'll look into your life and they'd be like, okay, why do you guys have so much faith, or why do you just have this perspective? And I feel like a lot of it comes from when you said like resorting back to the word. Like these things were already told to us. Like we were already told that trials and tribulations were gonna take were gonna take place, right? Um, so it's just like knowing like when things happen, it's like, all right, God already told us this was gonna happen though. You know what I mean? Like if it was something that was like blindsided, we're just like, whoa there, you you like what's going on, God, like whatever, we probably would have a different approach a little bit. But because we already know that like, God already said this is already in his word, we know these things are gonna come. So when it happens, it's kind of like, all right, I'm in it now what do I do, God, right? Um, and I always feel like sometimes, like, I found for myself where it's just like, when everything is like kind of going good, it's like, it's like, all right, you know, you don't find yourself so dependent, right? Like, it's kind of like, okay, well, I mean, there's nothing really that I need to pray about. I just be like, oh, there's nothing really I got to pray about. Everything seems to be going good. Um, and then things will happen. It's like, oh, okay. Like, then it puts me right back depending on God again. And so sometimes that could be a little like indicator, like, all right, am I becoming distant? Do I think I got it? I got it all by myself. Have I been more dependent more so than dependent? Um, and so going back to, again to perspective. So I feel like the major all like theme here when talking about taking L's is definitely like perspective, like perspective will really help you. Um, because yeah, and I feel like that's where the enemy, like I'm, I'm so big on deception and that's what the enemy will deceive you to like, to take it personal. Um, with that whole offense thing, like Bilar brought up, like we start feeling offended. We start taking offense. Like this is happening to me. Oh, I'm so depressed. And what Kiana was saying where we, it kind of becomes like our crush. Like we just, we label ourselves or we identify ourselves as this. And so because we feel like as though we're depressed, everything bad is going to happen. And I'm just ready for everything bad. Like I'm not even looking, I'm not going to be hopeful for anything. Like I'm just depressed. I've been clinically um, diagnosed as this, and this is just who I am. And the devil is a liar. Um, but yeah, do y'all got anything? We got like four more minutes on this. I see Monica been on here. She said, yes, she's been receiving. Keila's been on. Y'all let us know if y'all have any questions. Destiny was on. Y'all let us know if y'all have any questions. Um, I, so, okay, I guess I would then ask, I guess we kind of answered it. Like, you know, um, something that you've been praying to God for, you felt like this was the goal. You felt like everything was set in stone and it didn't play out how you thought it was going to play out. And sometimes like people will be like, well, I mean, I prayed about it and it didn't work out. So why am I going to go back to prayer to God about it? That's so good because 
a big part of what I used to do was like, well, I'm not even going to pray because, you know, I'm just going to get either, like I said earlier, either the answer that, you know, I don't really want or I'm going to get the same thing over and it's like a no or a wait. And I don't want to know or wait. So, you know, I'm not even going to pray. And like, that's a very, very tough place to be because you never want to get to the point where you're like, I don't even want to talk to God. Like that is, that is, and it's, you're going to feel that way, but you never want to act on that because that it can easily drag you away to a place where you stop praying altogether. And the only reason I'm saying that is because it happens if you really get to the place. And a lot of times when I feel like that, it's just because God didn't answer me in the way that I, that he, that I wanted him to, he didn't answer in the time frame that he didn't want me want to. He didn't give me what I thought that he would have, that I wanted. Like he didn't answer with by giving me the thing that I thought he should have given me. And I think it's it's just really good to understand that the way God answers us is always for our good. It's always for our good. It's always to get the best outcome. He has our best interest at heart. And if you get a no, think of that no as like, all right, God, you you just got something better for me. I, I didn't I didn't get a job. I'm gonna get a job that makes ten dollars more. Oh, uh man didn't want me. Oh, it's fine. You know, my boaz is around the corner. It's 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 just changing your perspective and knowing that God is not always going to answer things the way you want them to. And when you get in his word and when you get closer to him, your desires start to match up with what he wants for your life. A lot of people say, Oh, well, the Bible and I a lot of people, a lot of people, I mean me. Uh, the Bible say that God will give me the desires of my heart. Like I'm doing your will. Why are you not giving me the desires of my heart? And I just would straight up be like, why are you not giving me a man? Why are you not uh, allowing me to get this job? Why are you not allowing me to get this or this or this or that? But it's like, you're, you're, the stuff you desire is not necessarily bad. You desire a covenant. You desire to, to have things that are not against my will, but are they my will? But are they what I want for your life? And if you ask me for my will to be done, you can't be sitting over there still wanting what goes with your will. I will give you the desires of my, your, your heart, but they need to line up for with what I want for you because it's going to be for your good. Yes, that's good. And don't take things into your own hands. You know, when you see things not going your way, um, start thinking about, well, maybe my way isn't the best way, which it normally isn't. Unless, like he said, it's aligned with God's way and what God has for you. Um, so when we start going to drinking and we start going to looking for validation, that's taking things into our own hands. When we start looking for those relationships and getting on Bumble and getting on Tinder and all those different things, we are seeking things on. We're leaning onto our own understanding. You know, we're not acknowledging God in everything that we're doing. Um, so, like you said, capitalize on those closed doors. Like, God, thank you. Thank you for closing that door. For whatever reason, I may not see it right now, but I thank you, God, because you may have been blocking me for something. You may have been preventing me from losing sense of self. You may have just literally just guided and protected me. Like that could have been my arc of protection. So just start thinking about it from that perspective. And like we said, look for God's hand in everything and stop trying to do things on your own. Yeah. And that thing that God protected you from might have been a much bigger cost than how you feel right now being without it. Yeah, it, was, it may be at a much greater cost than the the, the 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 minute of sadness that you feel like you didn't. Oh, I didn't get that job. I'm disappointed. But I might have had a boss that 
was harassing me or I might have had a boss that was, you know, making passes at me. It's, it's, there's always a balance there and, and something, you know, that we don't see. Right. Um, also, I think too, you like, I know for me, and I had to kind of come out of that where um, like before I used to be like, okay, God, well, why? Or I just need to, I just need to know, like, you know, I just thought I just needed to know everything. Or I just, okay, just, if, if it didn't work out, why it didn't work out? Why am I, why is this withheld? Why, why, why? And I just had to get to a place where it's just like, all right, like, even if I never know why, I just have to have trust that God knew what he was doing. Like, it's not for me to know why, I just got to trust him, you know? And so sometimes people, you know, like, they'll ask me and I'm like, well, you know, and they'll really be mad at God. I'm like, well... Did you go and ask him, like, why, you just mad, but did you ever go to ask him, like, you know, give you perspective, give you peace, like, give you understanding, give you wisdom about this this thing? And they're just like, okay, well, why would he tell me to, you know, do it if it wasn't going to work out? I'm like, did God really tell you to do it? Like, And they just wonder why I come from this place. And it's just like, you know, it's not always that you're going to ask God why this happened or why this didn't happen. He's going to give it to you. Like, it's like, I think Monica had mentioned, like, it's a process. It's not an automatic response. And sometimes that's what we look for. And if we don't get that automatic response, we get discouraged, right? And that's where the enemy likes to play because he's like, oh, look, God didn't answer you. Oh, look, da 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 And then what? Then it's, he's, you know, getting your ear and then leading you to do other stuff, leading you to talk to people that are not good for you. That's going to, that's going to feed your mind, like, nonsense and foolishness right so i don't know if somebody needs to hear that like it's not always going to be an automatic response sometimes it's like how desperate are you to really seek out me about getting giving you perspective on the situation because sometimes it's like all right god what happened why did that not work and that's it that's all we want if we didn't hear from him then it's like all right we done asking him like i mean i asked him he didn't answer me but did you continually seek him like did you really want to know the answer or you just said that to make it seem like you seek god and then you went about doing your your way anyway so I just want to say that it's an hour and three minutes. Did anybody, Villar, did you get what you need to say? Man, y'all said some good stuff, y'all. <laughs> All I got to say is just ask for God's vision for your life. Mm-hmm. And when I say God's vision, I mean his perspective. Ask for his perspective. Um, see and view life the way he sees it. Because we can't just be aligned with his will, but we need to be aligned with his thoughts. We need to be aligned with um, his vision um, and what he um, and the way he sees a thing. You know, uh, we must be in alignment with God because if we're alignment with God, we will not be offended. You know, usually the reason why people get offended is because they are not in alignment with how God sees a thing, and that's why it's really important to um, to really just view things as God sees it because that will protect from um, um, being offended. So um, a right perspective protects you from being offended, okay? You can write it on your walls, write it on your calendar, write it on your tattoo, it on yourself. Um, Always remember that, you know, a right perspective will always always protect you from being offended. Because like I said, if you get offended, it will cost you. And also one more thing I do wanna say, is um is like these moments where you are learning in trials and you're learning from the suffering that you're going through um it's actually uh an invitation to grow in maturity because you cannot grow in mature um in um in spiritual maturity without trials and um things of that sort 
And of course, you know, like I said, you got to learn it. You got to go through it. Um, and you can't just go through it, but you got to grow through it because there's two different types of people. There's people that go, just go through stuff, just go through things, and they can go through things just to go through it. And then there's pre people that actually grow through it, who actually take the time to pray and seek the face of God and to ask him, like, God, what are you teaching me? What, what, what am I here to learn? You know what I'm saying? And also the company that you um, plays a huge part of that. The reason why I say that because Job, um, he was in his uh, in the issues that he was in. Um, he had friends that kept saying, "Well, God is doing this because you may have sinned, or you're getting punished right now, and things of that sort." And it literally clouded his perspective because now everything that he thought was, "Dang, I'm you know I'm in this place because God hates me. I'm in this place because I sin. I'm being punished right now." So you have to really um, have people even around you, a community of people that actually has God's vision for your life, that you can have the perspective that God wants you to have and not have the perspective that man wants you to have when they put when they put um, false things that God may not have thought about you, so. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, that you mentioned Joe, because I was thinking about that. And a lot of times too, like even people in the world, you know, they be like, aren't you Christian? Like, don't you serve God? Like, why are you going through that? Or why is this happening to you? Or why are you struggling with this? Right. And it's just like, because they don't, they don't know, they don't understand. But like, like what happened with Job, like it wasn't nothing that he did. It was nothing that, you know, wasn't that he deserved it, but because they were in his head as though he did, he was just like, well, dang, like, well, God, I'm sorry. Like, what did I do <laughs> type of stuff? Right. And then, like you said, having him the cloud that, his perspective and so it's so important that we literally have kingdom-minded people in our circle in our corner because when things do happen when these trials do happen we need someone when even though our perspective might be clouded because of our own thoughts we have someone that's bringing light to it you know what i mean that's helping us to to gear that perspective to to focus in and on that perspective that god has given us so that's that's a good point that you make too um having those people and being conscious of those people that are around you or who you vent to or who you go to who's around you um and that's that circumstance because it could either keep you in a longer or it can help you to come out of it and be like all right this was what i needed to learn this is the perspective that god needed me to have um with this all right so um definitely gone a little seven minutes over um i hope this helped um, this conversation was needed. I hope that um, you guys gain wisdom and understanding, um, even perspective about this conversation, uh, from this conversation with this topic, um, taking L's. Um, and if everybody said, everybody said what they needed to say, we're going to go ahead and um, come also. As you guys can see, I'll show them your Kingdom Citizen. I'm going to drop the, the link. It's also in the bio. It says Kingdom Citizen. I don't do church. I am the church. Um, so if you want to, you know, be bold, you want to look like us, you know, with your um, shirt, you can definitely purchase your um, your tea or your sweatshirt, which is what Kiana has on tonight. Um, so does anybody want to pray us out? God, we thank you so very much for this time and space. Lord, a lot of times people don't have people to speak with these certain things about. So I just thank you so much for one, you're putting it on someone's heart to have these conversations, Lord. We pray that as we continue to go forth, that you give us more things to speak about that will speak to the hearts and minds of our peers, Lord. We thank you so much for keeping all of us safe. 
especially during this pandemic time, Lord. We pray that you cover the hearts and minds of everyone who is listening and everyone who is to watch this, Lord, and that you change their perspective, Father God, that you give them a perspective that is like yours, so that they see themselves, that they see other people, that they see their situations and circumstances through your eyes, Father God. We love you so much, and we know that you are blessing us and um, keeping us, Lord. We know that you are carrying us into the next season, no matter if we can see it or not. And Lord, we just put all of our trust in you. We love you so much, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Long sleeve, I got to get that. That's what I All right, so thank you guys so much. Thank you, Keith, for being our special guest and coming on in place of Lafayette tonight. We definitely appreciate you adding to the conversation. And of course, with Lart and Monica, it's always so good to have you. Guys, so our season finale date is December 5th. So we'll be back next week again. So y'all can find us next week. And then the third Saturday of November. And then the fifth, the first sun, the first Saturday of December is our season finale. And that day, um, we're gonna be doing a part two of Holy But Horny. So if you have any questions about that or just questions in general for um uh, host, the um those of us who come on, you can go ahead and drop that. I'll have um a little like forum thing where you guys can ask your questions and you can come on December 5th for the season finale and we will answer them. For you. All right. So we love you guys so much and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Mm -hmm.